You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to the room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 268, we're discussing Star Wars Day, Wakanda Forever, The Marvels, and the Falcon and Winter Soldier wrap-up. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm back. We got a full table. I promised this every single week for at least the last month. And here we are. Sanjay, we, we found Sanjay. Yes. He's he's not gone. He's not lost. He's back on the pod. Dude, where where have you been? I was taking a spiritual journey. Um, I was wandering around the Himalayan mountainside. Um, and what I was really doing was just trying to find myself, you know, just trying to find my inner chi and just trying to let, you know, um, just just come out and like just discover Sanjay, you know, and that's what it was about. It was like a self-reflecting journey inside as opposed to outside there so you know the mountain air did me good it was fresh and you know i'm back you know there is an immediate regret (laughs) i asked you where you were you found me on the side of the road backpacking with a sign will podcast for food yeah they kicked me out of the nerd bro no yeah well gentlemen it's great to have everyone back at the table because we've got a very exciting week in nerd to discuss it is star wars day it's may the 4th so may the 4th to everyone may the fourth be with you i should say and with to you everyone <laughs> but we're recording on may the fourth so we're going to spend some time today reflecting back on star wars it's a topic that we've covered in great amount of detail since the inception of this podcast and we're not going to miss this opportunity to discuss some of our favorite moments we're going to just reflect back on this franchise in itself and some of the moments that that really hit us and we're also going to touch on the bad batch star wars new animated series that hit disney plus today most of us has gotten through it troy and carl's all the way through it myself three quarters of the way through it so we're going to touch on that not really many spoilers because we're gonna let you guys digest some of that for the next week or so and we're gonna have that coming out for the next couple weeks as well so it's very exciting to have some star wars content back into disney plus and in front of us we're also going to talk about another anniversary that was celebrated over this past week and that was the raimi's spider-man spider-man one from director sam raimi came out 19 years ago so Sanjay is going to lead us on a little discussion there, reflecting back on that one and how old that makes all of us feel that that movie came out 19 years ago. If we <laughs> had a child when that movie came out, they would be 19 years old now. That's true. Legally able to drink in Ontario and most parts of Eastern Canada. So we Spider-Man are... <laughs> 1, the Blu-ray, could go buy a beer. It could. It could. You it could definitely take could. it to the liquor store. Be like, this is 19 years old, good shopkeep. <laughs> Give me your finest ale. <laughs> oh, Sonny. Welcome back. Welcome back. And guys, we're also going to hit on the Falcon Winter Soldier. Troy is going to give some of his final thoughts on that sixth episode where we did see the debut of a new Captain America. Very exciting stuff there. Carlson and I had a great chat with the boys over at Vigilante 1939 live stream. So you can go check out their feed for some of our more detailed thoughts, but we're also going to talk about this series as a whole as we build into our final topic for this week, which is going to be the MCU teaser video that they dropped celebrating MCU and cinema, the return to theaters. And we got some idea as to when all these films are going to be coming out with a full slate over the next 
two years, three years, I guess, include 2021 laid out in front of us. A mountain of films plus Disney Plus. It's going to be a wild time in the MCU, guys. But before we get into any of that, we got to kick this thing off like we always do. And we're going to start with our Weeks in Nerd. And look, guys, I don't know if you saw the video that Troy posted the other day. His Marvel Legends collection. There's a reason we call him Craven, and the reason we call him one of the greatest of all time when it comes to collecting. And this guy did not fall short this week. Troy, let us know what you've been up to and what sort of plastic you managed to scoop up yeah. on the hunt. Yeah, man. It's uh it's been it's been a blast. You know, um shoot, man, I've been collecting all sorts of things these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's it's been crazy. It's been wild. So to, to kick things off, um the three and three quarter line, man, that Marvel Legends retro, it's complete. Um at least wave one over here it might be wave two in the states it's kind of weird but i got my hands on magneto i got miss marvel i got human torch johnny storm all those guys and they look oh they look fresh so that's always good um keeping things star wars related you know what man i've been having like this massive craving to play some star wars video games but like the good old star wars video games i mean Avengers of the sith is my favorite star wars movie so i had to go out on the hunt I checked out some eBay stores. I checked out Amazon, and I, I found it. Revenge of the Sith for Xbox, like the old Xbox. <laughs> I put in the cheats right away because my thumbs don't work like they used to, and I've been having a ball with this thing, man. Yeah. I'm I'm saber-throwing with Anakin. I'm fighting Obi-Wan on Mustafar. It's, ah, it's a blast. So got my hands on that thing for Xbox. And, um, yeah, man, I uh, I picked up Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi coming off the, the, you know, the heels of this new little teaser that we got. From Marvel, I, I I found this guy out in the wild. I uh, had no means for hunting him down, and he he popped up, and I couldn't resist. I thought I was gonna let it sit on the pegs for a while. These guys, but once I saw him, I was like, yeah, I need this guy in my collection. Mm -hmm. I unfortunately missed out on the comic version too, so I had to get my hands on the movie version at least. So, uh, yeah, man, I haven't quite opened him up yet, but uh, I definitely plan on doing so in the near future. Um, comic book wise, I've kind of been. I've been low on the comics, actually. I've been, I think I just kind of finished X-Men, Miles Morales. I just kind of caught up on. Batman's been great. Spider-Man's there. Um, <laughs> but that's that's really been it for me. I, I feel like there's something else going on. Well, oh, it's May the 4th, man. It's May the 4th. There's some hunting going on today. Um, Carlos <laughs> and I, man, we were attacking it <laughs> online. Online, it was going in. It was um, the Clone Wars like anniversary from mm -hmm. the original cartoon there or, or 3d animated version um and they're paying tribute to the old old school card backs with anakin in the clone armor with obi-wan in the clone armor with echo and with hawk and carlos carlos kind of laid it out for me like yesterday day before telling me like what time to go online and get ready and, and we've been practicing since november 12th for that playstation 5 we, we all ignore about how going on the going online and you know attacking the system so we went on there got ready 6 30 our time I was ready by like 6.15, refreshing, refreshing, 6.30 rolled around, nothing, 6.35, nothing, 6.45, nothing. I was like, oh, my God, Carlos and I were like, what's happening? And they kind of, the Toys R Us kind of dropped the ball. Um, but eventually, I kept going at it, and I got my hands on Anakin and got my hands on Obi-Wan. And I guess, Carlos, I'll let you, you know, yeah. tell your end. Of the Pick story. it up, man. Pick it up. <laughs> yeah, man. It was uh, it was crazy. I, I would have never thought that... Uh... <laughs> 
May 4th, 2021, that I'd be uh, waking up an hour before I have to to <laughs> try and land uh, some brand new Star Wars Clone Wars, no less, figures. I love that. I love it so much. <laughs> but but there I was putting all my skills to the test, man. Like, you know, I got years of uh, years of practice in those mean Mondo streets fighting with the brass knuckles. And I, I was going in pretty confident. I was like, shoot, these Star Wars guys don't even know what's going to hit them. Man... <laughs> I didn't know what was coming. So welcome to our world. <laughs> for me, it was like Anakin and Obi Wan. Those were like the the secondary figs. But Echo, like my daughter was like, I want Echo so bad. You got to get me Echo. So same as Troy. Like I was on there like twenty five after and just just plan plan my craft for like forty minutes. And then yeah. finally, Echo populates. I grab him. And I'm like, I got to get at least one other one so that I can have uh, free shipping. Go grab Anakin. Go to checkout. Sold out. I'm like, what the hell? Like in less than a minute. Less than a minute. And so I messed with it for a while. Um, Couldn't quite uh, get anything done. And I just left it alone and kind of moaned about it with Troy. Moaned about it with Kyle over in Tumbling Saber. And then my boy Troy hits me up and he's like, dude, landed Obi-Wan Kenobi. They restocked. I got two of them, one for you, one for me. I was like, shoot. And then he sends me a link and I'm like, I got to try for Anakin. She can't have Obi-Wan without Anakin. <laughs> so I landed Anakin and I took uh, the Hawk as well. So awesome. the, Echo's the only one you're missing. Yeah, Echo's the only one I'm missing. And uh, I got to pay it forward because a couple hours later they popped up again and I was able to let Kyle know. So Kyle was able to grab a couple Wicked. of them. And, Dope. Yeah, but all day Echo was the hot one. Like, who would have thought? Not me. Yeah. but It was uh, it was tough, man. It was Because it's the free shipping. They did something weird where they had the four figures, but they didn't release them all at the same time. So, of course, you want to combine them to get mm-hmm. the free shipping. So I was refreshing on Anakin, like, constantly. And he's the first one to hit. So I was like, nice. So I secured Anakin. And I was like, wait a second. Like, I need that free shipping. But nobody else was like open yet. So I'm like, well, I'm an Anakin guy. I gotta get two of them and I'll get the free shipping. So I locked him down. Then I went again and got Anakin Obi-Wan. I got them all. I got Anakin Obi-Wan and um Echo. I didn't care for Hawk. And I, I think I sent Carlos a screenshot. I'm like, boom, got them. Went to go pay, gone. I was like, what? <laughs> like, no. It was so a screenshot. Day- <laughs> that screenshot, man, you took <laughs> that screenshot killed me. Yeah, yeah. I got too cocky, man. So you know, I'm losing it over with uh with, with Carlos. I'm losing it with my wife. I just woke up, I'm grumpy as heck, and my wife's like, ah, get me out of here. And um <laughs> Yeah, so I was just I was losing it. So all day I well not all day for the next I don't know how long it was, I'm just refreshing like crazy. Like I can't let it go. And and then Obi-Wan popped up again. I'm like, well, I'm not taking any second chances double clicked them twice to get them and then um you know secured carlos one and secured myself one and then called it a day well then i went to toys R Us and came back empty-handed because there's nothing in toys R Us either but that's <laughs> it, all good <laughs> it's such a it's such a game right now with this pre-order stuff and like for me i i did the pre-order game on the disney plus mcu legends and that was a breeze right they, they popped up on amazon.com mm-hmm. and then we found a way to kind of get us linked over to amazon.ca because the naming's all weird you can't just type in zemo it won't come up it's like <laughs> avengers short form disney with a plus sign it was one right and so it was this <laughs> weird way that the, the nomenclature they use to to pop these figures up it's like they pop them in they make them live but they don't they haven't finished the page and they go up and so 
I was able to get, I ordered all of them, <laughs> all six of them at 33 bucks a pop. So <laughs> that's going to weigh a bit heavy. But yeah, the Bearder game, and it's funny because I was thinking today, it was around this time last year when we were discussing, okay, the game's going to be different. The hunt's going to be different because we're on lockdown and all this. And then this pre-order stuff started falling in. And it was just like, boom, pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. Pre and it just came like fast and furious. I feel like we're going to get into that again. Mm. here where pre-orders are going to dominate the hunt and it's such there's such a weird balance there because it's frustrating but at the same time the thing i like about listening to you guys in particular there was that you seemingly let that frustration go right it didn't boil over and ruin your entire week <laughs> it didn't like come out here onto the podcast it was like okay i got a few things i can accept that we'll work we'll grind together down the road to find this echo and to to to, to really get through this but it's when it's when the grind really starts to deter collectors that that it breaks my heart a bit. <laughs> well, and that's just us, right? Like we only were looking at the movie figures, but they did a yeah. set of like the literature legends. Mm -hmm. So there was like characters from the books and comics that they released as well today. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That we didn't even mess with. So imagine if you were collecting all of the six inch mm -hmm. stuff. Which which ones were those? Sorry. Was no, the, I might be mad. It was the rabbit, the rabbit from the original comic. They're the ones exactly that you yeah. wanted, Troy. They, they did, yeah, the Bucky O'Hare looking. Bucky O'Hare, yeah. 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 And then they did a mall. Yeah. Oh, a shirtless mall, shirtless mall. Yeah. That's so. They did that today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they did Luke from Heir to the Empire the, the with like paint. yeah the tank top kind of thing. Yeah, and then they did like that uh, guard, like that yeah, red. Yeah, the royal guard. Yeah. That's weird though, because I I pre-ordered that mall already from um. <laughs> From um, not GameStop, EB Games. Like they had them, they had them there. They had that wave there. Yeah, I think so. Like pre-order already, hmm. but they did another release, I guess. Well, for... it was just a Toys R Us like May the Fourth type thing. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, and so but they all probably hit the same time. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. It's one of the first times in the last like couple years that I've seen toys r us put a ton of effort into star wars like you remember mm -hmm. the like rise of skywalker was like like nothing really hit no figures it was like frozen too guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right so yeah. yeah carlos did you get up to anything else other than this uh somewhat frustrating hunt <laughs> yeah the star wars mania today it like it was okay because like i was into it and i enjoy it but at the same time it's like there, there was a little bit less pressure because at the end of the day, it's, it's not coming in the back cave. So it's like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. It's like happy to help out, happy to pay. But uh, yeah, the, the frustration wasn't there. But uh, yeah, to be honest, the big one for me, and it's maybe a week overdue, but uh, The Witcher. I finished the entirety of The Witcher book series. So nice. three short story collections and five novels all done so that was some hefty reading like and i'm not really one to sit down and read large prose books but uh i read eight of them between january and now so nice. well yeah like you were wow. saying last week between witcher and mortal kombat like the pandemic has been a breeze for you yeah totally it's like what we're, we're in we're in what year of this thing isn't it only been six weeks <laughs> yeah i i guess my brain's been on the continent but yeah, yeah i just thought i'd throw that out there because it uh, feels like an accomplishment kind of thing that's wicked man yeah that's awesome. so that was kind of cool and then you know i had a cool hunt day on sunday with my daughter we um went out and 
we went to church and then on the way back, I was like, oh, let's dip out for a quick hunt and we'll call my uncle who my aunt's in the hospital. So I've been driving him back and forth kind of thing because he can't get there on his own. And so I call him up. I was like, oh, we got enough time to kill. Let's just whip into Northland Walmart, see if anything's there. Because that one can be good sometimes for us. Because mm-hmm. yep. it's like, you need danger pay because there's crime going on all over the place around there. But uh, they do get good figure shipments. So with that being said, we go in. It's dry. Risk reward there. Is yeah. A- <laughs> yeah, it's dry. But as we're getting into the car, there's this dude stealing a bike. So my daughter and I, like, we see the Walmart employees chasing him. And so jump in the car and I end up corralling this guy and sending him back towards the Walmart employees. And this dude like throws a hot coffee in his face and takes him to the ground. <laughs> but it was awesome. The reason this fits into this, this week in nerd, my daughter's like, that was, that was so cool. I, I felt like we were like Mando and Grogu. And I was like, <laughs> and so I'm like, that's, that's super cute. Kind of weird analogy, but that's super cute. I, I like it. So anyway, so we, we take my uncle to, to the hospital and stuff, but, uh, the mall is there and Toys R Us and whatnot. So I was like, well, we might as well kill time and just go for a quick hunt in there. And um, we hit EB Games. And this kid, like, she committed to watching all of the Clone Wars. After mm-hmm. seeing Mando Season 2, she's like, I got to watch it all. And I want to do it before May 4th with the Bad Batch. And she gets it done. Like, gets it done by Thursday. Whoa. And I was like, well, are you going to watch Rebels? And she's like, no, I don't want to watch Rebels. And she was like quite offended because she saw like the preview of what Rex looks like in Rebels. And she's like, look what they did to Rex. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like I, I watched a handful of episodes. I thought it was all right. You should give it a try. So she went from that conversation to, hey, uh, can you buy me this Ezra figure that uh, <laughs> we found uh, at EV Games? So, uh, yes. Yeah, we go, we go from I don't want to watch this show at all to uh, – so what are the chances of being able to get the rest of the Rebels figures kind of thing? So, yeah, we ended up, I said, she picked two figures and I was like, well, I'll pay for one. So, of course, I get to pay for the full pop Ezra and uh, she pays the $9 for the uh, Jin Erso figure that they were, had on blowout. <laughs> Man, but, they were probably stoked that I went out the door. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And, th- and that's exactly what I said to her. I said, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into the store and been like, who the hell is going to buy that figure? <laughs> now I know. It's in your house. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. So, yeah, man, that was like the the prelude to my May the 4th. That's, but, uh, that's incredible, man. Your, your daughter, man, big shout out to her. I love, I love where she's gone with her fandom and, and committed to getting that done. Rebels, she'll get that behind her. And then, oh, man, look out. <laughs> yeah, man, chasing, chasing rebels, chasing figures. Yeah. Chasing bounties, Chase, yeah, chasing little <laughs> rebels, right? All I can, I gotta, I gotta go back to that story for one second here. All I can picture is you like corralling this guy, getting out, hitting the top of your roof, and going, "I'm Batman." It's <laughs> like such a vigilante, badass move. <laughs> See, I pictured him just going like, "Go back." The guy's just trying to leave, and Carlos is just like, "Nope, go back." Go back, go back to the store. The other thing that the other thing that goes through my head too is you thinking you're in that new Batman car, <laughs> whipping across the parking lot. Yeah, it w- it was pretty funny. I was just like, as we're leaving the parking lot after, I was like, oh, that was it's probably a bit much. I don't know if my insurance company would have liked me very much if I got into a collision in this situation. But uh, that's that is what like, it is. What gives you the right? And you're like, 
I'm not in hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Sonny. Well played. That's awesome. That's on, amazing. On that note, Sonny, pick us up. Where have you been or what not where have you been? Sorry, Can, what like, have you been editing up to? this put me ahead of these two guys? Because like this is gonna be such a letdown for the listeners that they hear all these like awesome hunt stories and like on like the actual like Mad Max like Carlos like being Batman <laughs> stories and then there's me like I ordered some stuff online and it came in through the mail and uh, I picked it up from my mailbox. <laughs> what what's been new with me? You know, um, my man, Big Ginge, um, Tennessee Titans fan, represent all the way. Um, he hooked me up. So um, my mother, um, she's watches like a ton of movies. She actually has like way better taste in movies than me. Like she'll be like, oh, I watched this like movie that won the Oscar from like 1937. And I'll be like, I watched, I don't know, Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler. (laughs) (laughs) If we edit that Troy part out, what he meant to say was Kazam with Shaq. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she wanted to get this like classic movie with um, Rita Hayworth in it. And it's like super like hard to find in Canada and like kind of expensive. But I had it down in the States and... um, you know, I was looking at getting um, Terminator Genesis. So just to kind of give you like the spectrum of like where our movie tastes are between my mother and myself. Um, so I was looking to get Terminator Genesis in 4K. And um, that, again, is like another hard to find movie in Canada. Super expensive because I guess 4Ks freeze up here because we're Canada and we're cold. Not Did really, she just but... say, no, you can get that on, on Netflix, 4K. <laughs> you could get it on Netflix, but like it would be like... I'm just getting kidding. something not as good as if you'd want it, right? Like, <laughs> it'd be like getting like plain ice cream or getting ice cream with like chocolate sauce and sprinkles and like um, gummy bears on it and cookies and cream. Like, yeah, it's still ice cream, but like one's inherently better than the other. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For all you streamers out there that now hate me. Um, and um he's like yeah man just uh, send it to my house and i'll hook you up and he'll send it to me so i was like okay sure man that's that's awesome so not only did he send me that package but he also sent me this awesome football from the hall of fame game between the tennessee titans and the buffalo bills go titans go and that was just so cool and uh jared i know you're listening but uh thanks for the hookup man and i promise i won't bug you like every week be like uh hey man like i got some more movies like can can you you know it's your pipeline now dude (laughs) yeah oh we we don't build pipelines across borders anymore tim come on it's true (laughs) very well played someday (laughs) um but uh besides that um you know looking at some of the other 4k so i had mentioned that i ordered a bunch of 4ks from across the pond and they finally arrived in my mailbox and oh it was <laughs> i kind of delved into like french australian there i don't know i get nervous and then like my accent goes away you know like i, I could probably what? do like a pretty good canadian accent eh? like so i ordered these movies across the pond eh? and they finally arrived that, that's pretty good no uh, shaking my head here you canadians are so hard to please <laughs> everyone says you guys are so nice but that's just a myth <laughs> Um, and I, I, I finally got around to checking some of them out. So um, one of the ones that I checked out was the 2014 Bay Ninja Turtles uh, 4K, which is unavailable in North America, but Europe has one with Dolby Vision, which makes it look just extra crispy. And oh, I'm telling you guys, 
this film looks amazing. Like you look at some of the scenes where they're coming down the mountain with the snow and the turtles are like um, coming down there and you know, some of the battles at nighttime and some of the shredder battles, this film looks fantastic. Like I'm telling you, this is probably like one of the best looking turtles. I still haven't seen turtles two in 4k and they still have to release the nineties version in 4k. Cause that is long overdue and I'll get that opening day, but this film looks amazing. And Honestly, though, like I didn't hate it as much as I remember, like when this film came out, it got like a lot of backlash and people like just hated it, saying it was like the worst thing ever. Like, oh, this is this is terrible. I didn't think it was like that bad. Like to me, yeah, it wasn't like, I don't know, like fantastic. It wasn't like the Dark Knight or anything, but nor does it try to be. It's just like a fun movie that, you know, in my opinion, I think where it falters is they're handling a shredder. Like, they have him in there, and they build up to be, like, this one guy. And then they're like, no, Shredder's this other guy. But, like, they never give you any backstory on they Shredder. they reshot that whole sequence. Yeah. The whole Shredder story was reshot because they <laughs> screened it, and they were like, everyone's like, yeah, this makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it, it doesn't, um, you know, it really feels like something's missing. And you can definitely notice it with Shredder because you're just like, who is this guy? And, like, what's his connection to the turtles? How does he know about the turtles and stuff? And, you know that part is a letdown but like yeah i think the turtles were fun and i think it's just like a fun movie that unfortunately you know the franchise i believe is done now i don't ever imagine they'll make a third one with these turtle designs which is unfortunate because i think they're underrated so um give it a go and, and you know the 4k really helps because it looks it looks really nice so that's mine and uh another thing is um so there's a sale going on right now on a canadian website well actually worldwide from criterion films so if you guys don't know what criterion films are there's this boutique label of blu-rays and dvds of like classic films like important films from around the world and from normally real like cinema the films... right what's that real cinema that's right real cinema like this like oh you're feeding that cinema it's like <laughs> it's like ooey gooey mac and cheese cinema where it just fills you myself. up with cinema goodness <laughs> sanjay and... wears a scarf and his thick rim glasses <laughs> yeah, when he watches i have those. scarf and glasses now <laughs> That I have to like take on and off, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm like the critic from Birdman, that like lady that just like is gonna trash Birdman for no reason because <laughs> yeah. she uh, she doesn't consider it like up to snub. But uh, no man, this label is fantastic. Like I found so many films through Criterion Movies that I would never even heard of, let alone watched, and a lot of them are just blind buys where I'm just like, this film looks cool. I know nothing about it. Let's give it a go. And I've seen some great, amazing cinema uh, with this. So there's a sale going on now. The regular are like 50 bucks a movie, and right now they're 30% off. So they're about 35 bucks a movie. And you know they are pricey, not gonna lie, but you know I think they're worth it. And they're just they make a cool collectible, and they have a ton of special features. Like back in the day, they used to say like this was film school in a box because they have like so much special features on these discs. And you know I'm gonna go pick some up, uh, pick up maybe like two. And just kind of like blind buy, see ones that I haven't seen before and just kind of watch. And I can't wait to delve into this. And uh, if you're into Criterion Films or anything like that, you know, let us know in the comments or uh, let me know, like shoot me a tweet and stuff. And let me know like what films you recommend and suggest because I'm always on the lookout for, for that good cinema to feed the soul. So, uh, yeah, let me know. Back oh. to the future. Yeah, back to the future. <laughs> no, they don't. They didn't release that one in in Criterion yet. I'm I'm afraid not. You know what one they did though is RoboCop, and the Criterion yes. RoboCop is insane. Like the amount of stuff that's on that disc. It's actually one of the few Criterions I have. Surprise, surprise to 
anyone who's listened to this show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that one that, that one's awesome, man. Like you'll get your money's worth out of special features on that disc. Yeah, and I think that's just the DVD. I don't think it ever came out on Blu-ray, Robocop, but that was one of their early ones. And like Armageddon is another one that's just like super random, but like most of them are like high cinema, but Armageddon um is in that's there. High cinema. High cinema. Oh, that's amazing. Come yeah. on. Oh. You can't, you, can't, you can't not watch that movie and and not cry. Come on, man. <laughs> it's amazing. Have you ever seen the commentary with Ben Affleck and he just like chastises the film? He's like, wouldn't it make more sense to teach astronauts how to drill instead of to teach drillers how to become astronauts? <laughs> Makes no sense. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. From experience, those aren't the guys you'd hire either. <laughs> 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 Come on, man. Bruce Willis explained exactly why. Because oh, once you get the RPMs up and your drill bit is seasoned, I need to trust my is guys. Is that like the best version of leaving on a jet plane? I mean, second best? <laughs> it's such a good song in that. Oh, it's amazing. Right? It, it works. It does it. <laughs> man, gets the heart pumping. Well, guys, I'll bring us home this week. I, To be honest with you, I can't remember the last thing that I talked about, but... I did throw in to keep the pre-order game going. I did get the pre-order for the NECA April. I can't remember if we nice. talked about it or not last couple weeks ago, Troy. But I got that secured. Yeah, yeah. And then I can't remember if I told my eBay, my my big holy grail purchase that I that I you locked haven't. in. I have not. No. Okay. No. So I won't tell the I'll tell the story of the build up to getting it, but the actual item I'll wait because I'll do an Instagram video on that and it should be here within the week. But there is a holy grail that I've had. It is a Jurassic Park collectible. And I've been looking for this since uh since nineteen ninety four. So I was like nine years old. And it's Lord Dern's best from the movie. hundred percent. Signed. Yeah. Screen used, yeah. But I went on to eBay and I had this big debate with myself, this inner debate, like, do I just pull the trigger on this given that a lot of these franchises Jurassic Park Ghostbusters we've all seen the stuff spike in the last year or so especially throughout the pandemic where people do have a bit extra cash you've got this generation of 80s and 90s kids that now have this expendable money and can go and buy this stuff they want to rebuy back their childhood and so I'm thinking okay I can get this thing so I paid way too much money for this item but it is literally my single holy grail the thing i've wanted for the majority of my life i finally pulled the trigger on a near complete version pretty good shape and it should be arriving here i went to ebay i paid the import fees i paid the shipping fees to get this item because there's no other way i was going to get this i figured sometimes you just have to do it took a bit of a a cue from my dad sometimes you just got to pay the shipping and import fees if you really want it so look out for that next couple of weeks. This this thing a lot of people won't get, won't understand. But if you're a collector of Jurassic Park toys from 93, 94 era, you'll have seen this on the back of a card back. And I pined after this thing. And it was very limitedly released. And I don't know. I'm so excited to get it in hands. I'm really nervous. I checked the tracking about four times a day. I'm really nervous that it's going to show up and someone's going to steal off my front porch. But... It's there. It's it's a holy grail. This is a once in a lifetime type thing that's going to be arriving here, and I am so excited about it. But that's I'm that's excited the... to see what it is. Oof. Well, I've shown you what it is. 
Well, you gotta give the audience build the suspense. It's well, I had to, I was sorry, I had a discussion with my wife, and then I had a discussion with the guys. Like, should I spend this amount of money on this? I'd like, is this unreasonable? You have to build suspense for the audience. I was playing the part of the audience. Like, I wonder what it's gonna be. Well, Tim. you're playing you're playing wait. the the Cole version from uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> guys, go it. check it out. Go check it. out our no Mortal Kombat review. Listen from to last the week. review if you haven't listened. <laughs> So, guys, the hunt this week was absolutely real. And on that, I have to give a big shout-out to our, our good friend Mark. He threw an awesome image up dedicated to the nerd room. The hunt is real, and it was Bounty Hunters. He's been on a wild purchasing spree of Black Series to supplement his Star Wars photography. So, Mark, if you're out there listening, man, big shout-out, and we'll link his Instagram and his Twitter page below in the description because he's got some just incredible Star Wars photography, and it would be a great thing to scroll through, especially as we're celebrating Star Wars Day here, guys. Yeah, a, a monumental day. Once a year, we celebrate May the 4th. We always like to, within the podcast here, talk some Star Wars, of course. And we're just going to round table this one. We're going to do a quick just discussion about a favorite moment. It doesn't have to be your absolute most favorite moment, just a favorite moment in Star Wars. And now that can be a moment you shared with someone. That can be a moment that's meant a lot to you. It could be a moment that just sticks out in your head that when you sit and reflect back on Star Wars, a whole day dedicated to this franchise that we have discussed so much inside of this podcast. It really was the foundation for building this podcast up. It was around that 2015-2016 Force Awakens, that hype, that return of Star Wars. And Disney has now fully embraced this concept of May the 4th, throwing things up on Disney+, Plus, including the Bad Batch, kind of curating lists of things you can watch there. There's a, a Simpsons short up on Disney Plus as well. So there, there's a lot going on. And so, Troy, I want to go back to you on this one. Yeah. This is where you and I really bonded together was, was over Star Wars. That was kind of the first passion outside of comic books that you and I had really connected through. So we've had so many experiences outside in the collecting world, but what's an experience for you inside of the film's TV that that really resonates with you from this franchise oh man there's there's so there's so so many and um i mean i've gone on and on about the 2015 force awakens which is still in my top three best star wars films of all time i absolutely adore that movie and revenge of the sith i could obviously you know just kill you guys with the amount of <laughs> love and praise but um you know recently um well this one's always been a big fan favorite of mine but um, I say the last couple of months, it's actually kind of just grown more so in the household. And that goes back to the hand-drawn animated Clone Wars, the quick, like, five-minute little videos. But they actually now it's on Disney Plus in the vintage line, and it's all, you can watch it in its all entirety. But uh, my son and I, man, we've been going back, and we've been watching, it's, 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 it's some of the best Star Wars stuff you'll see, but it's when... Anakin Skywalker, he's pretty much coming off of Attack of the Clones, so he still has like the Padawan kind of hairdo going on, and he really just does whatever he wants to do. Doesn't really listen to Obi Wan Kenobi at all, and he's gotten word that Asajj Ventress is going to a certain planet. Asajj Ventress is gone; she's taking out all these clone troopers. Obi Wan Kenobi tells Anakin, "Anakin, stop where you are. Don't proceed this 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 mysterious spaceship." Anakin's like, "Yeah, can't hear you." Goes after her anyways, and. It's so cinematic what goes on, but basically it's a battle between Asajj Ventress and Anakin for the first time 
and it's it's absolutely amazing. You get like the the suits getting ripped from Anakin. Um, they're jumping through trees. It's very anime like. Anakin ends up using like Asajj Ventress's own lightsaber, but um, there's a cool moment when Anakin's like slashing away at Asajj Ventress. You can kind of feel like his hate, and you can even I think you even see flashes like Vader to come. All these cool little little Easter eggs in there. But um, once Anakin basically takes down Asajj Ventress, um, Anakin does this really cool like yell. And my son picks up on that yell, and he like does the whole yell himself for whatever reason. He's just drawn to that that yell of his. So him and I go around the house <laughs> doing that yell at each other, and we just both know what's up. I'm like, oh, this is my guy. This is my guy. That's awesome. So <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's always been a fan favorite. But I just love that scene. It's it's really um, cinematic, like I mentioned, and anime like, and it's just just has all the cool things and stars that I love. And there's not much dialogue. There's pretty much no dialogue at all in this fight scene but it's really really powerful and it's it's cool to see too that we are getting that figure to massage ventress from mm -hmm. yeah what i'm talking about so um that's one for me awesome yeah. awesome man i love yes. i love that family theme i'm gonna bring a very yeah. similar thing in with mine here but sanjay i want to go to you you know 2015 marked a a pretty significant point for you because you'd never watched all the star wars films no, I and and you one. went on a bit of a binge as we built into 2015, The Force Awakens. And so you've been embroiled in this universe, whether you'd like it or not, along with Troy and I and Carlos over the last five years. So Not you've sat through one. many of discussions <laughs> in the nerd room here about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but now you, you've seen all these films. You're an active participant in this franchise, in this fandom. What's a What's a moment for you that really sticks out? You know, we're living in a world now where we can't even go to the theater where we mm -hmm. live. And one of the last big event films that I remember going to was Episode Nine, Rise of Skywalker. And seeing it with you, Jabronis, uh, I think this <laughs> might have been the first and only Star Wars film that all four of us saw. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, with Carlos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember like just going before the film. I think we grabbed a beer at the local pub before. And then got a big bag of popcorn. Uh, and we had like a whole row and just anticipation of seeing the end of the Skywalker saga. And it was just a cool experience to be there with you guys um, on opening day. And, um, you know, it's just something that I miss miss a lot. And, you know, when I think back of like Star Wars stuff, like that's that's a memory that I'll always have with me. It's just mm -hmm. like that anticipation, that build up and uh, watching it with you guys and uh I don't know. I just I, that's all. It was, it, it was, it was some of the mistake. most favorite stuff. It's it's like the build up, the talking, and then like you said, yeah. it's that experiencing it together, right? The shoulder to shoulder when you're seeing the stuff, the the crawl jump up on the screen, and the sound, yeah. the fanfare. Yeah. What's it, it's it's such a cool experience. You're right, and it's not something I would never trade. Is having that experience with you guys, especially ending the Skywalker saga too. In that fashion, mm -hmm. like you said, it, it's 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 so cool, so cool. What about what about you, Carlos? Moment in film inside of TV that uh, that you know even beyond the hunt this morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like the like one that'll stick out for me is like the season finale for Mando season two, and like doing the wrap up with yes. you and the fellows from Vigilante nineteen thirty nine. And then just going back to watching it, like waking up early with my daughter and then her crying like her mother died and being like, 
I'm just gonna miss him so much. When I'm like, why are you crying? He's like alive. He's a Luke Skywalker. <laughs> so, so that was. He'll be that, back. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man. Like, you gotta keep that merch train going. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a cool memory. But for me, tops has got to be the build up and opening night for the Phantom Menace because mm-hmm. I hadn't really been into Star Wars prior to that, and um, like. My best friend, he he started ramping up and he was doing the collecting, the vintage stuff a couple of years before they actually announced Star Wars. So, like, I collected a bunch of Star Wars stuff <laughs> for him, but I had no idea what it was. I was like, yeah, just write the names down and I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get this done. So, so I was, like, kind of tangentially aware. But then they announced Phantom Menace and then the hunts were on for everything, man. And oh, we did everything from, like getting a cease and desist order from our local for getting and retrieving the action figures a little earlier than we should have <laughs> to go into different pizza huts and harassing them for boxes and Taco Bells and KFCs for the, the toppers. <laughs> yeah. Like just gross, man, just gross. And I remember we had like two buddies that we'd have to bring. Cause like, I don't really mess with that kind of stuff that much, but like they, they certainly do. And so it's like, oh, here, eat this. Just kind of keep the packaging clear. <laughs> yeah, wipe then, it down. I had I had one of those KFC buckets. Yeah, for years, years, still with KFC grease in it. But I kept. Did it. you keep the chicken in there? Because it was no. like Star Wars chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Dump most of that out. Yeah, it was porgs. And then, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, and seeing seeing the movie and like, it, I I liked it up front. It was like a little rough, and I remember thinking, like, isn't Star Wars supposed to be about saving the princess and all that kind of stuff? Like, why we got this weird, like, trade routes thing, and I should have paid more attention in social studies, so I would get this. But then uh, that lightsaber fight at the end, like, the doors open, and Maul confronts Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And for my money, like, that's still my favorite piece of Star Wars, like with that music and just the fight mm-hmm. choreography and like, like Troy, I love the revenge of the Sith one with mm. Anakin and Obi-Wan, but mm. man, that Yoda Palpatine fight is silly. Like it's, oh. <laughs> it, it, it's silly. so that one like kind of messes up, but with like Phantom Menace, at least it's like you get the ground battle that has some interesting imagery and the sound yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And then the space fight is kind of neat too. Like I, I always like to look at the Naboo starfighters yeah. and whatnot. Mm, and for sure. So like those three things happening concurrently was it just played a little bit better than the Yoda Palpatine mm. fight, but that and that music like yeah, yeah Duel of Fates tune, tune, man, tune, tune, oh. incredible yeah, all incredible. Night. And then you <laughs> yes. hear Filoni yes. talk about what it means like, oh, after the goodness. fact, and it's it, it just takes it to another level. So yeah, believe it or not, I'm sitting here on a very Star Wars heavy podcast saying like Phantom Menace is is tops. Baby, no, that's cool. Yeah. I messed with that for oh, yeah. sure. Man, oh, yeah. Phantom oh, Menace yeah. is, is one of my favorites to this oh, yeah. day. It, it has so many like nostalgic memories attached to it, yeah. So much so that I got a, a portion of the Nerd Room dedicated to Phantom Menace, <laughs> yeah, man. That's what it's all about, yeah. It's uh, solid, yeah. Well, gonna, I'll wrap this one up with uh, kind of an interesting one. I had a, I had a conversation with my, my daughter two days ago that really got me thinking about this moment that I'm going to discuss here. She said to me, She said, Why are there so many? boys in superhero and adventure style of shows and movies so why isn't there more girls so this is a a young young girl she's six asking me why 
she is not being represented in things like Paw Patrol, uh, Super Y, all these kind of kid shows that she has watched or watched. And then she even started talking about other things like Star Wars and all this. And the one thing that that, that brought me to, it was kind of a weird thing for someone that young to call out. And But tell the whole story. Because she was like, "Why is Disney and Marvel like this?" Because look yeah. at DC with DC. Super well, this is this is where <laughs> and all these where... awesome dolls that Carlos's family gives me. But that's it. That's it. This is, and I've said it before. DC has done the job, the work to engage her. She doesn't really want anything to do with Marvel, but DC has engaged her in a way that she feels that she's represented and she can connect to, whether it's Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn. Any of them, right? She has all the dolls, courtesy, yes, of the goddamn Batfam. <laughs> but she's found her way into that. And her connection into Star Wars is Rey. Amazing. And that's why I think that character is so important for this era of Star Wars fans. And even for previous eras. Is having a character like Rey at the front and center of this franchise with the power set and her being the focal point of the story. We had a discussion this week or this this evening about who's your favorite Star Wars character around dinner, and it was Rey, Princess Leia, and she kind of then she says Luke Skywalker and and of course Grogu. She's never seen Mandalorian, but Grogu is in her top three of favorite Star Wars characters. But that got me thinking about this moment, and there's two moments in the Force Awakens that that have always really stuck with me. And Troy, you'll you'll you know this first one when Rey slides down that sand on the carpet mm. and you get her theme for the first time. Amazing. Yeah. So good. It, it, that scene in itself, there's, there's something about it that has always struck me. It's the scale of it. And then her and her importance and just going down something mm. as simple on it, like on a sled. Right. And then that eventually transitions into the moment when she's sitting up against the Ada and she puts on that helmet, the, the X wing fighter helmet. And it's too big for her. And it kind of flops over her head. And she goes from this character that that you've just been introduced to. And there's something so vulnerable about that and so innocent about that moment in the film that she sits there, this big helmet with this big smile on her face. And I can just picture my daughter doing a very similar thing. And so those two moments, after having that discussion with my daughter especially, are two that will always stick out as being significant. And... And just seeing it through her eyes, like the significance of those moments for her, and that's her avenue in to Star Wars. It made me appreciate even more. Like I've, I've, as she's gotten older, I've appreciated this more and more. But for her to have that realization at that age, that those that she needs those characters, she needs to see herself in those, and that goes for the diversification of people inside of films as well. We're talking about race, religion, everything. I am so happy that Star Wars pivoted and decided to put a character like Rey at the front of this mega franchise the the it's not really a reboot but the extension of Star Wars into this new era so it's really cool I, I love that aspect of it Rey will always be one of my favorite characters because I love her but we also because of the connection my daughter has to her and now this franchise that's so. an awesome story man yeah, it's uh, it's something else, and it's cool. Like everyone here has had an experience with with the younger ones already, even at young mm -hmm. ages. 
and and I especially love your, your family, Carlos, just how deep your, your daughter's getting into it and how it's kind of connected to her and resonated with her in a special way. Man, it's ridiculous. Like, between <laughs> the, the pandemic and you guys, like, during this this period of time, we went from seeing Attack of the Clones for the very first time and her going, oh, shoot, so this is what those good guy Stormtrooper guys that I play with in Battlefront all the time are all about. She's like, I was wondering what the story was with them to me having to wake up at the crack of dawn today to try yes. and get it's the beautiful. action figures. It's a yes. beautiful story, man. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Star Wars, man. That's Star Wars. And that's a, the multi-generational nature of Star Wars too, right? It, it's connected through three generations already with the OT, the prequels, and now the sequel trilogy. Everyone has their own piece of Star Wars. And even the animated stuff is has to become an, a, in a very important integral part of the Star Wars lore and building it out with it's the Clone Wars, Rebels, and now the Bad Batch. This is a show that debuted today, May the 4th, on Disney+. Plus, almost an hour and a half episode, which was incredibly long. And the reason I didn't finish it. But it was a show that I, to be honest with you, was like, ah, maybe I'll get to it. And then Troy drops in the DM, like, the mind-blowing emoji and was like, have you seen The Bad Batch yet? And I was like, oh, shoot. So I started watching this. I could not turn away. I thoroughly enjoyed, well, I'm two-thirds of the way through it. But what I've seen, I'm, I'm, this is now an appointment listening or watching. This is yeah. something that, I, like I said, I was not anticipating, was not really excited for. thought it was kind of a, just another kind of fluffy. They're going to do some pretty cool stuff inside of this. And, you know, we're not going to spoil any of it for those that haven't seen it. But when we talked about the first trailer and what we wanted out of this being what happens to the clones between Order 66 and A New Hope, I think we're going to get that with a whole bunch of really cool stuff slotted in and building out. And it, the significance of the show I do not think can be understated. I think it's going to be a big show when it comes to canon. So, so Troy and Carlos, you guys have both gotten through this first episode carlos what did you think of of this first episode of the bad batch oh man i loved it like this is i've talked about it a whole bunch of times but this this is the piece that i want the most it's like i want to know what the heck happened from our grand victory at the end of return of the jedi to force awakens where everything is back the way it was <laughs> before we blew up the death star question mark so <laughs> Yeah, like, that's why I, I dig Mando. Well, I dig Mando for so many reasons, but, like, I've been loving watching Rebels with my daughter, but, like, this, like, this got into the minutia of it because, like, mm. no spoilers because it's literally the first thing that happens, but it's, like, you're right into another window into Ep or Order 66, and you get to see some of the direct fallout, and you get to see some of the politics Mm -hmm. happening and why there's a transition from the clones and yeah. what the empire is all about and how it's affecting other people in the galaxy. And man, it was like the writing in it was super strong. Yeah. And I, I was really caught off guard with what they did with the bad batch and where, where they leave them at the end of the episode kind of thing. So yeah, I'm curious to see what happens and, like I was always interested because I quite enjoyed Clone Wars um, with our watch here recently, but I'm more excited for this than ever now that I see exactly what they're doing with it. And that when they announced the show, I was like, okay, cool. It's going to be the, the special forces kind of guys 
lying and hiding and going mm. on missions and but like this is going to be fundamentally woven into the canon i think yes. and be just as important to the films as the clone wars is to kind of weaving that tapestry as to what that prequel era is so yeah i'm i had decent expectations and it it blew them away like i was pretty excited and i was pretty disappointed that the only figure on amazon is a uh, crosshair so, <laughs> maybe yeah. the reason why oh, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm right there with you bad full out this is an important story and I thought, too, it was going to be these guys just meandering about doing missions. It was going to be a bit of, like I said, a bit fluffy, a bit, let's just move these guys through. They seem like a, a batch we can, no pun intended there, but something we can take out and just just move around and have a story being told. But you're right. This, there's something fundamentally more. Troy, have you seen the same thing from the Bad Batch? Oh, man. Listen, I, I, I had zero expectations for this one. Uh, when it comes to clones, uh, the Clone Wars is for me. It's all about the Jedi's. But what I also forgot is that Clone Wars does such an amazing job of making the clones themselves, the troopers, so important, so cool, so likable. Um, this morning when I was on the hunt, um, shout out to our Discord, Ian, Ian, man, he lit it up. He's like, "Wow, just saw the Bad Batch. This is awesome, basically." And I was like, "Cool." I'm going to check this as soon as I lock in these figures. <laughs> and um, sure enough, I start opening the episode. And, you know, I love the title, how it goes from the Clone Wars and fizzles out mm-hmm. into the Bad Batch. And listen, like the tone was hit. The writing was dope. The music, the score was great. Uh, the animation looks like it's on par with that season seven yep. of Clone Wars. But I love what they're doing because I didn't. I liked the Bad Batch here and there when they're introduced in season seven, but I didn't care that much for them. Now I'm like, yo, Hunter's my guy. Hunter <laughs> is like that cool '90s dude, but more substance. It's and Stallone, man. <laughs> yeah, 100%. well, basically, basically, right. But I, I really dug it, man. I, I love the whole idea of like, I don't want to spoil anything, but I really do like the how they went around the uh, the chip. Yeah. In these in these soldiers and. Like Carlos mentioned, I love the politics, how basically it comes down to money and why we kind of downgraded from the clones. And Tarkin. And Tarkin's appearance as well in there. And there's two other great, great cameos in this that I wasn't really expecting at the whole time. Like, how did I not think of that? Yeah. But one cameo was a little questionable because it kind of ruins continuity in the in the comics, which is really weird. But um the other the other cameo, I was like, oh. This this is beautiful because it's it's meshing some of the the new versions of this character and it's also meshing the original version of this character, which was originally introduced in Clone Wars and um, I just love the fact that he popped up and I'm mm-hmm. sure he's gonna pop up again and uh, yeah I'm just I'm all in man and then again you know what season seven of Clone Wars did so cool was crossing it back and forth with my favorite Star Wars movie of all time Revenge of the Sith and I love when we get Palpatine's speech. And you hear that in the background, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is great. This is a timeline. I know exactly what's going on during this speech. It's just so cool, and um, ah, I, I love it, man. I had no idea I was going to really like this show that much. Now I'm on the fence, like, man, I kind of want all these, these, these oh, troopers. Don't do that to me, man. Don't, but... <laughs> don't you guys get me thinking that I need all these guys now. <laughs> but they're hard, man. They're well, hard, we, like Carlos mentioned. We like, missed uh, Crosshairs the out there. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw Hunter, but he's like 58 bucks, I oh. think on amazon and, and then there's still like another 15 bucks for shipping so i'm out on that um but yeah i'm really well there's the hot toys actually there is there's the hot toys of echo oh and echoes uh, is insane like he's probably oh. the best figure because he comes with the most stuff yeah and oh, his head man. is the most involved right like oh 
not only his helmet, but when he has his helmet off. Oof. Yeah, it looks Troy, it's, it's deadly. You boys, that's a dangerous path going hot toys <laughs> yeah. instead of I know, I know. <laughs> oh man, it's it's ridiculous. Like you guys talked about like how popular the clones are. It's insane. Yeah. Like uh, speaking of insanity, like we were chasing lounge fly purses for but they were all clone troopers. <laughs> and man, like these things aren't cheap. And I couldn't believe like Captain Rex sold out in like two minutes. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Or you could buy a set of like all six of these like purse backpack things, and it was like 200 bucks. No, it was more than that. Like probably closer to three or four. And people were buying this just to get like the Ahsoka Trooper mm. backpack, which you could. I'm just like, who who loves these guys that much? But <laughs> you're right, they put in the work to yeah, get a whole man. generation of people to fall yeah. in love, like. I guess they're like the 3PO and R2 for a, a group of cats mm-hmm. out there. Well, it's, it's, it's another thing the prequel has, man. The best troopers. The best troopers. The clones, man. Yeah. Yeah, and the, yeah. There, there's a subtle re- retcon they do with the Bad Batch 2 with their mm-hmm. origin that I really like as well. Because they're framed a certain way in Season 7, and they've kind of tweaked that a little bit in, in the Bad Batch as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pleased that they have a bit more substance, like you mentioned there, Troy to these characters so yeah guys mm-hmm. if you haven't seen bad batch go check it out it's a full recommend here from the nerd room if yeah. from skeptic to i'm not watching to i'm yeah. excited and i'm anticipating boom we're all there we're all plugged in for the yeah. next episode that's going to drop next week so I, I can't wait cannot wait it's actually the first animated show that i will have started on day one of release and watch all the way through i missed out i haven't watched the Cold wars and rebels i only jumped in halfway through season two mm. So it's going to be uh, an exciting one, guys. Keep your eyes on that. Disney Plus, you got to get that, that account, Sonny, maybe someday. But we're going we're gonna to jump over to the Marvel section of this discussion for this week. And, Sonny, I'm going to toss it to you here. You wanted to talk a little bit about the 19th anniversary of Spider-Man. 2002, Raimi's first Spider-Man drops to $114 million domestic opening, the first film to ever surpass $100 million in its opening weekend and it really set the tone for what we have now inside of the comic book movie world that these things could be great films and financial successes yes we had the x-men preceding this in 2000 and arguably batman 89 that showed that these things all could work but now we're in a completely different space where the hundred million dollar mark has been passed which then now becomes a bar and now it's a billion dollars or whatever. But th- this movie really set the tone for the next series or era of film all the way up until The Dark Knight before we really jump into kind of your quote-unquote modern era of comic book movie films with the MCU and the DC Extended Universe. So talk to us a little bit about uh, 2002 Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, 19 years old. Whoa. Yeah, man. Like, this film had such an impact on me. Like, I remember as a kid growing up and watching the Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons. And I remember going into the theater, see X-Men. And I was like, I can't believe like we get to see an X-Men movie. Uh, Cause like at that point, you know, as you mentioned, there wasn't much like Batman and Robin had come out two years before X-Men or three years before X-Men. Um, but that, and th- but that was like, it It became like, kind of like a, a barren ground and like Blade came out, but like I wasn't seeing Blade when I was 12 years old. Like my parents had <laughs> take me to see that. <laughs> right. So, uh, uh x-men comes out and i was like this is amazing and spider-man comes out and it just took it to a whole nother level like the anticipation the hype like 
just the fact that we were actually getting to see a live action Spider-Man. And I remember, uh, like I still remember the day I saw it, um, I was in junior high and I got kicked up, kicked off the bus. <laughs> I, I remember what I was doing. I was being a fool or something, but we, me and my buds got, and my brother got kicked off the bus. So we had to take the city bus home, but luckily we made it in home in time to see Spider-Man. I can't remember what story we gave my parents as to like why we were late. Because like if they knew we got kicked off the bus, they wouldn't have taken me to the movie that day. <laughs> they would have been like, "You're grounded, you idiot." <laughs> but uh, we made something up and uh, <laughs> went went to the theater. They drove me to the theater and just fell in love with the movie, man. Like everything about it. Like it, it was at that sweet spot in your life. Like Peter's in high school, and like you know you're just about to enter high school. So it just came out at like the perfect time for me. And I remember I was like after it came out, like buying Spider-Man books and like, you know, buying some more like Spider-Man, like comics and like trying to draw Spider-Man and like, you know, first like time really thinking about comics is something for me and something that I could get into was because of that film. And, um, you know, it's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, you know, um, I still, you know, I still stand by, I still think it's like a quality movie and like, yeah, you could say like, okay, it's, doesn't like have the best like special effects and stuff compared to now but like you got to remember like when this thing came out like you know there was no like superman like flying around the screen and stuff right like he was kind of like spider-man was kind of like the trailblazer like you watch the x-men films storms like kind of flying a little bit in the first one like not really like she has like some lightning strike there's not like anything like that fantastical so like for them to go from that and like are very grounded you know i say grounded but like batman and robin like he's not flying around and stuff like um to like spider-man swinging on webs and stuff and making it look believable and like his like his webbing and his his fighting abilities and he's taking pictures when he's fighting like it was just like the cartoon come to life and i love it man like it's still like for me when we talk about like favorite uh superhero films that one is still like one that i always come back to is that one and the second one for me are like just perfect Mm-hmm. yeah it does, definitely has a special place for me as well i don't remember seeing it in theaters i do remember and i still have it actually out here the dvd version of it with that that beautiful suit and it was a a monumental movie right seeing him web slinging for the first time live action looks real the suit was cool for the time the story was was good norman osborne you know he's awesome in that movie it it's it's definitely something that that holds up. I agree. You know, Spider-Man two, a lot of people put that up there as one of the best of all time, X-Men two and that, but there's no Spider-Man two without this, this movie, Troy, as the, yeah. as the resident Spider-Man yes, of sir. the nerve room. What, <laughs> what did this movie and what kind of memories do you got with it? Oh man, this movie was, uh, it was for me as such a, like, um, I can't believe this is happening kind of moment. Cause I, I would never still coming off of like the, um, the wizard magazines and like the rumor was DiCaprio, right. Yeah. was going to play. It's going to be James Cameron directing and mm-hmm. DiCaprio was going to be uh, Spider-Man. I can't remember who they cast as a love interest, but like the cover was cool. Like it's like painted and you had like the half spider sense going on. And then you had DiCaprio on the other end and it was really cool. And then um, still, I'm just like, how are they going to make Spider-Man live action? Because Batman, even in the Batman movies, to me, the costume was never comic accurate. Right. And then, what do you mean um, he has nipples in the comics? <laughs> but the gray, the gray and black yeah, with know, the blue yeah. and gray, you know what I mean? And then, um, I mean, I guess Chris O'Donnell's was kind of close. Yeah. Um, X-Men is, is the black leather. 
Spawn. Spawn was probably the only as, as bad as that movie might have been, but Spawn actually looked mm-hmm. like he was meant to in the comics, right? So when I was hearing about Spider-Man, I was like, ah, how are they going to do this? And then the trailer drops, and I'm like, whoa, this is this is real. Um, this is this is really cool. And then seeing the movie, I was I was blown away. Like it felt like a really cool cross of like, yeah, the nineties Fox cartoon, but then also like that classic Spider-Man. And it's kind of has like that, that feel even to this day of like, just being like that classic Spider-Man. I do remember always kind of hating the fact that it was like the organic web shooters. I was like, come on. Yeah. No, he has to, he has to like fill up or he has to run out. Cause that's kind of part of the Spider-Man stories where he's running out of web fluid, right? Like those kinds of stories. But no, for the most part, I loved it. I thought Tobey Maguire at the time, was cool. Uh, I, I'm a big Saved by the Bell kid, right? So, like, these guys to me look like high school guys, even though Saved by the Bell guys didn't look like high school kids. But for me, my head canon was just like, high school kids look like adults. Yeah. But that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, going into this movie, I was like, yeah, this is cool. Norman Osborne's costume at the time didn't bother me as much. My only thing was uh, Mary Jane. Mary Jane for me was like, that's not my Mary Jane. Like, that's sorry, Sonny. Sorry, right the heart, the, man. The, the, the upside down kiss was cool. It's iconic, but that just wasn't the girl. That just wasn't the girl. Um, apart You'll from know that, when though, the right one comes, Troy. Oh, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I'm already there. But uh, J. J. Jonah Jameson. I was talking about Mary Jane. I was talking about Mary Jane. Okay, J. Jonah Jameson, man. He he was yes. amazing. He was amazing in this film. And one of my favorite scenes is actually um, is the the Thanksgiving dinner. I think when Peter kind of mm-hmm. sneaks in there after being cut by Norman and then he's bleeding and Norman's like, how did that happen? He explains it's a bicycle clip and Norman just gives him that look as he's carving the, the turkey. And he's like, I got to leave. Something's occurred. And I just, that whole scene and like, he's not in costume. No one's in costume. It's it almost rivals the scene of Avengers age of Ultron where it's like, no one's even in their superhero gear, but I love what is yeah. going on right now. And uh, yeah, this, this movie will always have a special place in my heart. Clearly. Yeah. Not the best Spider-Man by any means. It still goes to Andrew, still goes to Tom. But this movie was, uh, it, it's special, man. Yeah. It's great. Well, we're, we might yeah. get to see Tobey Maguire back in the duds here Yeah. by the end of 2021, which would be pretty wild, <laughs> given the first time we saw him was 19 years ago. Wow. So, so, Carlos, when this film came out and you were a grown man, how did you, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Carlos, man, there's your segue into this Uh-oh. discussion. Uh-oh. I know. Here we go. Back after this. I know. This guy laughs, but it's like if anybody has the body and abilities of an old man, it's the guy who's throwing shade all the time. Yeah. What you say? You are the most Canadian and the oldest man on this podcast, Sunshine. You're literally sitting there in a toque, an old man horrible turquoise hoodie. Oh, man, this is Adidas. This is fresh. I got this like eight years ago at a Vegas outlet mall. Eight years ago from Says the Vegas old man. outlet mall. Said the old man. I can't man. go back to Vegas right now. I rest my case. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't even know if I want to continue this conversation because it's so funny. I know. I know. So, like, how was it feeling, like, you know, when you took, uh, when you took your kids to see Spider-Man 1? Like, Jeez. was it... I'm gonna rock. Did they so appreciate badly. it as well? Or? <laughs> oh, Sanjay, Sanjay, I, I, I could, I could, I could segue us right over to the MCU if you'd like, Carlos. We could talk about the Eternals. It's coming, man. Where you guys are gonna get that, <laughs> Carlos? Did 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 you like Spider Man? 
yeah, no, I I remember being blown away that they pulled it off, mm-hmm. and like just how good, like the it really thrived on the performances that, especially like people like um, Rosemary Harris and Willem Dafoe put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's no getting around how weird and awkward Kristen Dunst and Tobey Maguire are, and it's like. Sam Raimi, I hate to break it to you, bro, but people don't actually talk like that in the real world. Like, <laughs> what the hell? And then, like, so there was always something, like, there was just this little disconnect from being able to love those movies. But there was always something, like, super impressive, and it captured the spirit of the character. And uh, I remember falling for the trailer, like, the bank robbery trailer, where um, you have guys rob a bank and take off in a helicopter and then the helicopter gets stuck in between the world trade center. But they, the way they frame it, you don't know what's going on. And, um, then Spider-Man shows up at the end of this thing. And I was like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe that this, they're actually going to do it. Cause I remember getting sent the pictures of Spider-Man and the green goblin. And I was like, okay, like it looks not bad. Like these suits are kind of weird with like the, Power Rangers look going on, and yeah. then like the the iron on webs and whatnot. But was that the Alex Ross ones? Those concept ones? Is it no, those ones? No, it was like the first two painted pictures that they put out of oh. the two of them. Like I think like Spider Man for sure is crouched on top of like a chimney or something, mm. and then I think the Goblin was crouched on just like a different rooftop or like a glider or something like that. But yeah, yeah, no, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, it, it's definitely an experience to to have something going back that far, and there's your mm-hmm. Spider Man, and the same time you're getting X Men, and it's it is it is important movie, you know whether you like it or not, it's an important movie for the genre, which yeah. is one of the things I really appreciate about it too, and what it did, because you know without that that solid foundation that those few movies laid down, we may not be here talking about things like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Phase Four and Phase Five. <laughs> Of the MCU, yeah. as crazy as all that sounds. Yeah, but... man. Like, part of the uh, thing is, like, when you get older, like, um, you, see, you see, like, you have these, like, highlights or, like, you remember these stuff from the past. It's like, when you're a kid and people would bring up Christopher Reeve's Superman, it's like, I never saw that in theaters. Like, I watched the first time on DVD. I don't have any, like, reference to that as opposed to, like, when that came out, like, how big that was, like, how much of a game changer mm-hmm. the first comic book film was. Um, for me, like Spider-Man is like, you see Spider-Man, the first one, like that's, you know, one of the like inflection points of like comic book history, uh, X-Men, Dark Knight, Iron Man, like you look back at like Avengers, for example, as well. Um, it's kind of cool to like reminisce and like go back through like mm-hmm. the timeline and like the history books and like be like, okay, like this, you know, this one here, like, um, even like, um, like Batman 89, like that's like another like inflection point where like the genre just took like another like leap forward in like, in terms of like the like storytelling ability and like the movie itself. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of cool to like look back at these sometimes. Cause like, I know we're always like looking ahead to like the next big thing and like, mm-hmm. what's the next great thing. Um, and I like that too, but it is kind of nice to take a trip down memory lane and just reminisce about um, some of these for movies sure. of yonder. Yeah, for sure, man. It, it's definitely something that, that we, like to do from time to time because you got to appreciate the past appreciate what's happened and what is going to happen and troy man i gotta i gotta bring you back into this 
mm-hmm. as we, we move on through into the MCU portion of this week's discussion. And the Falcon of the Winter Soldier, we had a, we had a beautiful and a great discussion, which led to many hangovers <laughs> with the Vigilante 1939 boys a few no weeks ago <laughs> at the where we talked about and discussed episode six of the Falcon Winter Soldier. Go check out that live stream. It's in their feed. It's also up on the Let's Go YouTube page. So Carlos, I do a bit of a deep dive with them. But Troy, I want to get your thoughts on episode six. Yeah. Seeing Cap in that new outfit, that hot toy mm. is coming, man. It's real. Cut the check. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> Became my, my yeah. favorite gift to use that week. <laughs> but what, what are your thoughts on episode six here as we – we come to the conclusion of this chapter of Sam Wilson's story and of the Disney Plus show here. You know, our second Disney Plus show is now behind us. Very yeah. different feel, very different tone from WandaVision. But let's let's talk about your thoughts on episode six and really the, the show as a whole. Yeah, no, starting off, man, I mean, I think we all knew he's going to come in there with that, with those wings, with that cap suit. And first of all, that cap suit to me is money. Mm-hmm. I love this suit. It's so comic accurate to the original Sam Cap from the from the comics, and um, and it's cool too because you know when you think about it, like during that time in in Marvel comics, they were starting to make costumes more intricate and more like patchy and modern, right? So for them to like translate it to film was probably a lot easier to do as opposed to taking like you know like Cap's original costume, yeah. and then we saw it kind of be like a mascot thing. So I really love that attention to detail. But yeah, right away, man, we get that fight with him and George St. Pierre, which uh, which was cool. It wasn't too bad. But for me, I'm still just in awe of this costume because it just it's looking great. And then um, I love the, his, the sequences, man, like how he saved um, those, you know, those, those, those people out of the, uh, the helicopter mm-hmm. and how he timed it. When he threw that shield at the right time, I was like, man. That is awesome. And he's doing this all just being like a regular guy, just being like Hawkeye, being like Black Widow. I thought that was cool. And for me, you know, it was really nice to see um, John Walker's character not just be like your mustache twirling villain. Like, it was cool that he came there and kind of helped out and actually nearly sacrificed himself only to be helped by um, by Cap at the end Dude, of the day. spoilers. Which was, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's been out for, what, four weeks, three weeks? It is what it is. Sam Wilson is now Captain America. <laughs> when you're so. the old man putting in your DVDs all the time, this is what happens when I'm waiting for it to come age. out on VHS. When it officially gets a hashtag emoji, yeah. like, then then yeah. you know it's all spoilers are yeah, are man. free to talk hashtag? about. Hashtag. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> but no, it, it was cool. Like it wasn't again. It wasn't my uh, my most favorite episode, but I really really liked it. And uh, we got some more uh, just great acting chops out of. Um, Anthony Mackie, like mm-hmm. for me, you know, when you have Mandalorian season two and obviously Luke comes in and just oh, kills it. That's amazing. That's phenomenal. But for me, I felt like this episode, this show, their Luke Skywalker moment was Anthony Mackie's speech at the end. I really, mm-hmm. really loved it. It was filmed a little kind of funny, but like his overall speech was like, man, this is this is powerful. And I think uh, Mackie just delivered it. He killed it. And it's really cool to see like his his arc from. Uh, Winter Soldier 2014 all the way up to here you really getting like a full origin story of like this now current Captain America it's it's really something special to the point where I went back and looked at Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. I've gone back to Civil War and to see where he is now I'm I'm so excited to see this guy in Captain America 4 or on the big screen and they're you know leading the the new Avenger yep. team like it's going to be something cool because it's earned like we've seen it it's fleshed out he's there he owns it now and his um 
like the speech, like I mentioned, and then just seeing like um, uh, Bradley's reaction yes. to what was going on was really powerful. And it was, it was great. It was just an overall great episode, but not amazing, but it was just, it was just nice. It just worked for me, mm-hmm. you know? And I really liked it when it all came together, like the season worked for me. I still put it over WandaVision, but I think it's just because it's geared more towards like my kind of like taste in, in yeah. shows. Like WandaVision just wasn't really kind of my thing. Um, I like to see where his relationship is now with uh, with Winter Soldier, which is great. But it's the it's the power keeper or power broker. Yes, I'm like man, like like Carlos called it. I didn't want it to happen because I really like Agent Thirteen, but man, like she's there, um, which is going to be cool to see her ties because I'm guessing we're going to probably see her in um in Rhodey's show Armor Wars, like because she's going to be doing some kind of dealing with um with the Iron Man armors and what the power that she has now behind shield i'm sure there's going to be something going on there so i'm, I'm guessing we'll see her in armor wars hey man um, and if it doesn't work she was just a scroll the whole time just a scroll i guarantee man that's the yeah, that is it she's a scroll there's there's no doubt in my it's mind a good possibility. That she's well they she's have that scroll. card they have that card but if yeah. they don't want to go that angle it's really cool to see like a character that's been turned yeah that we followed <laughs> But at the same time, I'm hoping like Sharon's somewhere else and she's still that, that the, good person. <laughs> the the more interesting story is her turning. Definitely. The story they're gonna tell is the scroll story. I Definitely. I there's and I, I said this on the live stream and all that. There's they need a character in a position of power that is familiar that you go, <gasps> she was a scroll. Mm. <laughs> right? Like they there has Especially to be that character. Secret- we have Secret Invasion too yeah, coming it's up, coming. Right? so yeah. it makes sense to um to plant those seeds. Yeah, but nobody's so. gonna do that because everybody in the world listens to our podcast, and they're gonna be like, "These guys called it." Yeah, <laughs> just put these up for some clout later on. <laughs> <laughs> no man, yeah, it, it's. I'm not gonna go into any detail here, but I agree with you as a whole. It worked for me. I'm mm-hmm. really glad, like you said, that they went back to Isaiah Bradley and had those moments. Yeah. Um, there's some weird stuff with John Walker. But his character arc well, kind of twists funny. It's like, hey, he's really bad. What? Wait, we got it. We need him for Thunderbolts or whatever's coming. Well, that was so weird because like where they had him, and uh, he kind of gave the nod to like Sam Wilson. I was like, okay, cool. Like this is this is nice where they left him. And then they have the whole like thing in the courthouse. And I'm like, what? Like what happened to him? And he's really just off the rails. And as it felt like two different characters. I'm like, what well, is what is going on with this guy? It's like they said, we need U.S. agent here. You can tell yeah. whatever story you want. <laughs> it was like a really rapid pivot at the end. Oh shit! Yeah. Feige said we had to have him here by the end of the show. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's... that's a. But we got the hot toy. Oh my goodness! Listen, after that show, Jeez. I was like, man, we need a hot toy. Like we need it. And sure enough, what was it? Like a couple days later, they uh, they blasted all over their IG, and man, like that thing looks gorgeous. I... The, the head sculpt, the mustache, the goatee, the hair, the goggles, the wings. Everything the shield, big hot toy with oh. those wings. It's it's gonna oh have to gosh. be, I think, my number. Once I my cap local, Marty said it's coming. He told me two weeks ago I'd be here in two weeks. Marty is now two weeks later, <laughs> <laughs> but it might be my my second hot toy. I think I have to get this version yeah. of, of cap. Like, I love Sam Wilson, I love the transition, I love the suit and everything, but I kind of like the idea even of having the the last cap, the end game cap, and then the the sam wilson cap the new mm-hmm. captain america in hot toy form i feel it would be a nice to, nice setup looks good man so i'm gonna have to pull the trigger on that one <laughs> <laughs> but guys let, let's 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 continue this conversation inside of the mcu here and, and shift over to 
this nice little video that the MCU put out here on Monday. I woke up to this having had a really weird weekend. And if you guys have followed my Twitter feed, you know why. <laughs> I went a bit off the rails here, but this this little emotional video with this beautiful Stanley voiceover celebrating the Infinity Saga, the MCU in its in its whole, particularly in film and really celebrating the want and desire to get back in the theaters to present the MCU cinema experience. I think that this thing, it did wonders. There's a lot of people I saw on Twitter too that just really appreciated the emotion and the really the emotional journey that the MCU has taken us on over the last 10 years or so. And it really frames out nicely where we've been, where we are right now, and where we're going. So it really laid out a lot. And for being somewhat of a, a celebration of the return to cinema and using it as a way to to show what's coming next, they also used it as a, as a way to show us and tell us a lot of information that seemed very casually announced inside of this video that has some big ramifications for the MCU itself. So... We got Black Widow coming. We know it's coming here in July, guys. Shang-Chi. We talked about the trailer, Troy and I, a couple weeks ago, coming out this September. Eternals coming out this November, November 5th. Got our first footage. Carlos has been asking for a picture for what seems like two years, and he finally got pictures and footage here. And we'll talk about that footage here in just a second. Spider-Man No Way Home. No images, no photos. That's coming at the end of December here, and I know we're all looking forward to seeing Maguire and Andrew Garfield and the whole crew from Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, back We've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out next March. We've got Thor Love and Thunder following May. Black Panther. Black Panther 2. And I think there's something significant about the title card here because Black Panther is very, very tiny, the, the, the lettering there. And it's Wakanda Forever is the title that we got for that coming out July 8th, 2022. The Marvels was another big reveal here. Captain Marvel 2 has been renamed the Marvels with Miss Marvel. We know she's appearing in it. We got Captain Marvel. And we've also got Monica Rambeau appearing in this likely from WandaVision. We've got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Why would they pivot away from Carol Danvers? Why Captain would they Marvel do that? Too? Why? Why would they do that? Why we'll get to that, that, Carlos. We've got <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp 3, I guess, Quantumania coming out February 2023. And finally, we've got a date for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. So, guys, there's an enormous slate of films there with dates. Lines have been drawn in the sand. This is when they're coming out. It's a celebration of cinema. So let's get into this. Carlos, I'm going to throw it to you first here. We've got this beautiful, beautiful trailer, but it's really about what's new, what's new, what's coming. So talk to me a little bit about this, this trailer if you want, or really what's inside of it. This eternal stuff. Not much there, not much substance. At least we got a bit of a moving picture and something from this franchise that will be dropping on November 5th of this year. Yeah, I liked I liked the look of it, like the couple quick images that we got. Um, I, I like the look of Jolie's character and some of the, de- the design with, with like the light sword or whatever mm-hmm. that weapon is that she deploys. So that was kind of cool. The big ones for me, like I, I was being cheeky there, but like... I do think it was an astute move, and I'm kind of excited that they pivoted away from Captain Marvel oh, 2 yes. <laughs> and that they're doing something with the three of them. And I think there's a more interesting story there that ultimately will probably make 
Carol Danvers, a stronger, more enduring mm-hmm. character. And uh, so I thought that was cool. And then Black Panther, like you guys know where I stand with Black Panther and like how much that movie means to me. So to see that they're going Wakanda forever, it was kind of cool that they're with the title alone telling you what this next step is going to yeah. be in the absence of Chadwick Boseman. And uh, I'm excited to see. And I think I think it's a pretty astute move, uh, to use my term once again, th- that they're going to have Wakanda yep. be the what's fronting this franchise kind of thing. So that was that was pretty cool. That was probably the highlight of this uh, little presentation for me was to see them put a bit of a, a flag in where they're taking that franchise and particularly going forward. And I think it's probably the most difficult yes direction to take it in but it's probably going to be the most special because like who am i to doubt ryan coogler and i Mm -hmm. wouldn't doubt that guy so if anybody's going to pull it off it's going to be him and i think it's going to be amazing yeah i agree with you and i don't think it's any like i said any mistake that black panther when you look at all the other titles it's the main characters splash across black panther is almost it's really tiny in the in the title card Right, and so you're right. They're pivoting towards this Wakanda forever. We we did see Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, framed up there pretty prominently in this original, or when they going back and looking at the the journey of the MCU before getting into this announcement here. And so I I don't know if that's all a mistake or not. We'll see. But I agree with you. This Wakanda forever thing is pretty cool. Latita Wright came out already. Actress to play Shuri and says that Coogler's take on his retake on Black Panther two is is pretty wild and it, it honors the memory of chadwick boseman in a big way because they they feige and company they they've said they're not going back to that well they're not doing cgi the character t'challa will be transitioned in some capacity out of in some loving memory of that franchise and they're going to be refocusing here and this is like you said carl it's the first step we're seeing towards that that progressing that story in the absence of chadwick boseman well if the writing's strong enough and it will be uh, you can have, quote-unquote, the character in the movie without the character yes. being in the movie based on his presence, based on building on mm-hmm. the themes and concepts and everything that he did before. Like You could have a very interesting, compelling, and moving movie based on basically the people of Wakanda taking forth what the vision that he's laid the foundation for at the end of the first movie, and he will be ever-present in that movie without actually being there, which I yeah. like not a single person thought of that but the fact that that's what i think we're getting is amazing Mm -hmm. yeah and it's interesting like because there's some rumors before about coogler developing like a wakanda series for disney plus and i wonder if there's some wires crossed and it was actually a wakanda focused black panther 2 (laughs) Mm -hmm. with this right so sunny man what you think about this mcu trailer and some of the reveals we got inside of it yeah man i thought it was pretty cool um I really liked uh, the voiceover from Stan Lee mm-hmm. at the beginning. I thought that was cool. That was a nice touch. Uh, anytime you can bring in Stan Lee, uh, it's always a good thing. And uh, I think for me, like the, the film that I'm most excited for is The Eternals. I mean, uh, director Chloe Zhao, yes. she just won Best Director at the freaking Oscars. So um, What a get for Marvel. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, but everybody says that. But did you guys actually watch No Man Land? No. <laughs> So not, no. we'll revisit this conversation when somebody actually watches No Man. <laughs> have you watched it? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I think it's like the lowest grossing best picture of all time. I mean, the, the, don't the, 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 the Vigilante boys give it high praise? I, I don't know. I don't know. 
But you know what? We can revisit this conversation. But y'all got to sit down. We'll put a pin. We'll put a pin in it. All I saw and was wh- best so, director, and I was like, "Hey, Feige yes. again." He knew what was no, up. No, and I'm coming for Sanjay a little bit with that one because it's just like, <laughs> you know what? Of course, I didn't throw, watch it. Why, why would throw, I have watched it? You know, it? you know what they say, Carlos. When you come at the king, you best not miss. So uh, I know. So you came at the king. So you best not miss. <laughs> you best you not miss. Omar. You are the Omar yeah. of the Omar show. Omar coming. Yeah. Omar coming. <laughs> I am definitely the stringer bell. I mean, no, you're the most beta guy on this podcast by far. I would be like that, like cop that's really terrible that transitions into a teacher. That like, what is just okay? Just make your point. Make your point, fool. Um, Just make your point. Watch No Man Land before you talk about it, and make your point. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. You know, it's not out in Canada and home and physical media yet, so I'm kind of. You could watch. Oh my goodness. It's it's on like so many platforms. It's on all of them. Do you know what's not on? Blu-ray disc in Canada. Guy won't spend nine bucks a month on Disney Plus, but he's gonna spend fifty-five dollars to get No Man Land or whatever it's called on on Steelbook. (laughs) Steelbook, that'd be amazing. Um, one best cinematography as well, so you gotta appreciate that in physical media. Um, no man, and um. I don't know, like, some of the stuff looks like it's going to be fun. Um, Black Widow continues to look cool. It's just so, um, it's just too bad that this film, Black Widow, came out after um, Endgame, when the character sacrificed herself. It's just, like, I think the film would have had a lot more, like, um, weight behind it. If, if you know, like, okay, like, you know, she survives, but, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of, it's just, like, an odd timing for it. Hopefully it doesn't detract from the film. I don't imagine it will, um, but uh, it looks super cool. Like as I mentioned, it looks like Goldeneye. Like that's the film that when I look at, it, I'm like, yes, this looks like a '90s Bond film. So bring it on. That looks cool. And I don't know, like Quantum Mania. Like that sounds really cool. Like what is this going to be? Like a WrestleMania? Like is Black is um, not Black Panther? Is um, what's the guy's name? Ant-Man. Yeah, is Ant Man like gonna wrestle like Hulk Hogan or Kang the Conqueror? Is who's gonna wrestle? Yeah, <laughs> like what what's going on? Quantum Mania. That's a cool. That's a cool name. But uh, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was. Cool. I wish it was called it was cool. the Wasp and Ant Man Quantum Mania. <laughs> mm. Well, um, I think it should be called Ant Man. I have nothing. I was trying to think of something on the fly, and yeah, because well, because you're not that for... funny. So wrap up the point. <laughs> Hey, you got the fun. Mark really stung you, eh, Carlos? Like that age thing, I really got you under your skin, eh? I know. You you came you came for me, man. I gotta bring it. Gotta bring Who it. else is gonna give you a reach around? <laughs> well, there you go. There's the there's the DC Joker reference for this week, guys, just in case of those that didn't see that, understand that <laughs> it was not a an actual uh proposition. Well he's he's there Batman, the I'm the Joker, right? Like yeah. we play off each other quite nah. well. Yeah. Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. <laughs> what about what about you, Troy? Man, let's let's talk about this MCU yeah. stuff and some of the stuff and and what worked for you inside of this Black Panther, the Marvels here, Guardians finally getting a he's a a release date, which I'm really excited about. James Gunn, you know, tweeting about this this franchise again just excites me. Yeah, no, for me, man, I love love that these guys. I mean, of course, it's a business, but I still love their message of seeing the movies mm-hmm. on the big screen. Like, I love that they're pushing that. 
you know, to be around other people once again. To hug people. Um, <laughs> be great. I, I love when <laughs> Stanley's narrating it and he says, that man over there, that's your brother. And obviously you see T'Challa and Killmonger and that woman over there, that's your sister. And you see, um, mm-hmm. you see Gamora and you see Nebula. Um, Nebula. And I was like, oh, that's, they had me. They had me there. So um, overall, it's just, it's just great. Marvel does such a cool job. And man, when they cut away and they give us the end game sequence, mm-hmm. I oh, felt like I was yes. there again. Yes. I felt like I was around you guys again. And someone over there is going to be like, he's picking up the hammer. You know, like we're all just there losing it. That moment is just, Forever, it really man. is like Forever. something that just won't be replicated. It's 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 absolutely When it was like two years ago that we saw yeah. that, like only a couple days ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. So Marvel, just ah, high praise for that. But um, most anticipated, I mean, well, man, that that end, Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. woo! Like I'm there, I am there. Like Fantastic Four is gonna, it's coming home. It's gonna be done right. Dave Patel's gonna be cast as as Reed Richards. <laughs> I hope so. There you go. Um, you know, I mean, I'm putting it out there, man. I'm putting it out there, but. Spider-Man obviously takes it for me. That's that's what I'm super anticipated for. Even though I don't know what's going on with this multiverse stuff, it, that's my guy, ride or die. So I gotta I gotta stick it out with that. Um, Black Panther, obviously Wakanda Forever, man. That's that's cool. I mean, I'd have no idea where they could possibly go. I guess it's a little bit in the title, but uh, I'm really just curious to see how they're gonna pull it off. But I know they're in good hands because Ryan Coogler for me, man. I mean, Fruitvale Station, Creed. Black Panther one, his writing's phenomenal. Like that guy doesn't miss. So and he has that whole team with him coming back. Mm-hmm. So that's that's great stuff. You know what? The um the Captain Marvel, like I I think I might be one of the guys that might be more of a, a Brie Larson fan here than <laughs> I don't mind her else. either, to be honest. I see, but, uh, I see I, the flaws, but I don't mind her. Yeah, like you know what? She redeemed her in my opinion, she's a lot better in Endgame. I felt like it might just come down to the director, because I know she's a fantastic actress, but mm-hmm. I really did like her in Endgame. And um, I can't wait to see what she does next because I think I think she's gonna put in some work and just and just kill it next time around. But the title, man, like that title for me is it's okay. It's it's not bad. Like when I hear the Marvels, I kind of think of like that that book mm-hmm. from the comics. Which I mean, who cares, right? But it's just the title. But it's just it doesn't really do anything for me. the The Ant Man one is um is interesting. I still haven't been quite the biggest like Ant Man person when it comes to the MCU. But I love love um ant-man when he's featured and everything else mm-hmm. like i think he absolutely kills it um every time he shows up paul rudd he's he's, he's a great supporting he's character he, he's great because like i mentioned like the other day i was watching civil war and when he just like captain america your shield like he's just he's hilarious this guy you know when he gets his, his butt handed to him and he's like orange slices like his comedic timing is just it's he's amazing awesome. so he's fantastic but um i'm, I'm curious to see like if, if that film's going to kind of tie in to Fantastic Four, or at least open the floodgates, because when you have Kang, when you have the Quantum Realm, all these little things, mm-hmm. man, it's it, it could be there. But then you know Marvel can just completely flip that upside down and be like, ha, you're not even close, right? So either way, man, I'm absolutely excited. It's it's a really cool thing. It kind of came out of nowhere, yeah. And uh, I, 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 for me personally, I'm in a good space right now, man. Like Marvel's awesome right now. Star Wars is awesome right now. That doesn't really happen often. So DC is great right, right now, now too, man. Oh well, DC, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, DC like has been killing it with that with the Snyder cut. You know how it is, man. I'm still feeding on that. But for me, when it just comes to the Disney's, like it's yeah. always been 
Marvel's been up here, and then Star Wars is kind of been a little bit lower. But right now, like they're both just elevated, and um, all they gotta do now is make a Powerline movie. That's all I need, man. That's all I ask. A goofy movie three <laughs> featuring Powerline. Power and, uh, oh, there, man. there. I, that's all I need. I think that's a great way to end this thing too. Is is shitting the praise on where we're at as a whole inside of nerddom, right? Like we didn't even touch on things. We'll get to it next week. DC fandom's coming back in October. We've got all these Disney Plus shows. We've got this huge slate in front of us from marvel that we just discussed things like wakanda forever the marvels i'm, I'm digging that idea that concept the trio of them we saw the first image of miss marvel in her full oh, suit great looks awesome yeah. you know there's so much stuff here guys that we didn't even get to this week because nerd continues to deliver in so many ways and there's so much to look forward to the flash black adam you know rocks out there tweeting hey I just got off the set you know it's 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 really cool to see that although we've been stuck in what seems this perpetual cycle of lockdowns and COVID, but through all that nerd has in a very special way, especially for me, it has provided this, this great escapism and to see that we are kind of getting to a point where we're seeing a bit of the light at the end of the tunnel here, guys. And we've got all this amazing stuff in front of us that is going to be accessible for the most part, at least for the next six months, still at home. You know, things like Mortal Kombat we talked about last week, Godzilla vs. King Kong a couple weeks ago, Black Widow. You know, we still can experience this stuff. But as we start to grade back into some sort of normalcy, this nerd is going to, to be right there alongside of us to guide us into that. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. This, this, this video came at a great time for me, like I said, personally. It got me hyped for even more for Shang-Chi, for Eternals, and for everything that's coming here. It's it's I'm the MCU guy through and through, and... All I see is is amazingness. Fantastic. I can't wait. Fantastic Four, yeah. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Don't have a date for that one yet, but it looks like it's going to be sometime in 2023. So we're going to be getting It'll some be here to talk April about. April 4th, 2024. July, July 2023 seems like a real plausible date for Fantastic Four. But there's no four in there. It's got to be a four in the date somewhere. Fan Fantastic. It's in the title already, right? <laughs> but guys. are going to bring back that cast? Yeah, a whole thing. It's going to be uh, part of the uh, multiverse. Surprise. Michael B's back. back. <laughs> so, guys, this has been an absolutely great conversation. It's been a pleasure to have the whole table back at it. You know, Hi. button heads and all. You got to love it, man. That's No, it's it's part of the dynamic of the podcast. It creates, uh, you know, it's, it's a true brotherhood here. And we like to have fun. We like to poke. But it's always good spirited stuff until these two get offline and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> No, you can't be within six feet of me. So, God. Yeah, right. Tell that to, to everyone else. <laughs> but anyways, guys, if you'd like to be a bigger part of the show, you can always email us at nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do up at nerdroom.net. The hunt is real, and it's over on Instagram, guys. Follow us over there at the nerdrm and see what's been going on in the world of plastic for the boys here in the Nerd Room. Twitter, if you'd like to find us over there, you can find me ranting and raving and raging. More recently, I do promise that we'll go back to a bit more normal, focusing on nerd here. Nerd here, but you can find our handles at the end of the episode. Big shout out to to some of the guys. Jared, gotta give him a shout. You know, you gave him one earlier there. Sunny man, this guy is always having a lot of fun. Ian grabs, you know, the whole crew, everyone out there. You know, boys over at Vigilante, let's go crew. Straight of Gotham boys, Pete and Eric. You know, Eric, we gotta talk some Star Wars soon, brother. Got something cooking in the background here. So, you know. Follow those, those podcasts that we surround ourselves with. Tumbling Sarah, the guys, Kyle and Corey and all them. Carlos, they're going to be having some fun. Or they've had some fun already talking some Star Wars May 4th and all that. 
as their episode just dropped today, Tuesday. So make sure to go check all of them out, guys. We got a lot of friends in the podcasting space. We got a lot of friends in the collecting and in the community. So make sure to uh, to come and have some fun with us. So with all that being said, until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman. And I'm Sanjay. We'll see Sanjay in about a month's time. But guys, thank you so much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.